really don't agree with the whole giving people the same energy they give me thing. I think you should give people your pure, truest energy, the realest version of you. And if they don't appreciate that, then you have all the rights to walk away. Why would you even lower yourself just because they are low? And this is... You are listening to the Not At The Party podcast with Brock Vallesini. Hi, nice to see you again. I'm extremely tired this week and I was contemplating whether or not an episode was even going to get put out because I've just been so exhausted. But we're here, the episode is here, have a listen. I just did two trials actually. On Monday I did, what was it, English Paper 1 and then Tuesday I did English Paper 2 and then this Friday I have Business Studies. But the two English Papers themselves have taken the life out of me and I don't know if I'm getting sick or if I'm just extremely exhausted from those two exams but I feel like fucking shit right now I'm starting to get like that feeling you know when you get a cold and you feel like not hot flushes but your body just feels really tired when I woke up this morning I felt like shit but here we are yet another day of stressing about trial exams and I don't even know why I'm talking about this because I actually don't want to be talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, now that it's over, I'm just kind of done. Sick of it. Don't want to talk about it. What I do want to talk about, though, my new favorite series, Only Murders in the Building. I don't know if you've seen it, but I always, because I've been doing so much studying and just so much shit the past couple of weeks, I've had no time to catch up on the episodes. So I had like three episodes to watch and every single time I go to watch one, it's like one o'clock in the morning and I'm like, oh, finally I have time to sit down and watch my favorite show and then I don't have time. But I'm, I've caught up now and if you haven't seen the show yet, it's called Only Murders in the Building. It's on Disney Plus. It's a Hulu original, but obviously in Australia we don't have Hulu, so it's a star original, <laughs> whatever the fuck that means, and you can watch it on Disney Plus. This show is the most incredible shit I have ever watched. It has Selena Gomez in it, Martin Short and... I can't remember the other guy's name that plays Charles. I, I don't have a clue, honestly. Wait, maybe I do know his name. No, I don't. I actually, yeah, no, I don't know his name. In conclusion, the show's, it's about murders in their building, basically. As per the fucking title of the show. And they make this podcast about how they try and solve all the murders or whatever. And then it comes back to them and all this shit. It's so interesting. I highly recommend it. Here's my thing, though. You know when you watch a show or or any piece of content, movie, film, any shit, and there's like the three-act structure. So you have the introduction where it's like it builds up and then you have the climax where there's like the big problem that happens and then the ending is like some sort of resolution and then in a TV show specifically, it'll lead into like something else. This show, complete opposite. The resolution is at the beginning of every episode and then it goes into the introduction so like the middle of the episode is them like setting the, the storyline, whatever. And then the ending of the episode is like the climax where she gets interesting and then it just finishes. So every single episode when I'm watching it, I just, I can't win. I can't get to the actual storyline because every time it gets to the interesting part, the storyline changes completely for the next episode. Anyway, I'm a bit fucked off about it, but it's my favorite show. It's one of the best shows I've ever watched. It actually had the highest ratings for um, a TV show in 2021 for season one. And what's funny is that usually season twos are always shit. Um, 
let's take Riverdale, for example. Riverdale fucking sucks. Riverdale season one was really good, in my opinion. And then we got to season two and uh, shit started getting weird. Whereas Only Murders in the Building season two somehow got better. What I wanted to talk about today is a bit of a touchy topic for me. No, no, no it's not really that touchy that touchy honestly but I want to talk about the whole idea of not your perception of yourself but other people's judgment affecting the way you present yourself going forwards kind of um and the reason this came up is because last week obviously I had launched the first episode of the podcast and of course I was excited I was like really confident and the whole idea of it was being like I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks I'm doing this if this person thinks this and this person thinks that good for fucking them I don't give a fuck they can fuck off. That was the whole like mentality of it. And that was the whole idea of creating this. And then of course I release it. All my friends are posting, like everyone I know is like sharing things, like being real supportive. And it was crazy, insane, like so grateful. As I was getting all this like hype from everyone, like all the support, whatever, it was great until I started looking at story views and um, likes. And I've been very clear with myself that I don't want to focus any of my energy on like the engagement that comes from anything. I solely want to focus it on what I'm creating and the message that's getting across to people. And then I looked at my story views and I was looking like who had seen it because obviously I had a fuck ton of story views coming in from everyone that was sharing. And I seen a couple of names that were a little bit triggering and not triggering in the way of like traumatizing, just people that seen it. That I was like, ah, I didn't, you were like one, the one person I didn't want to see this. And that being because it's people that have made me feel uncomfortable with putting stuff online in the past or like just in general, making content, posting stuff, making YouTube videos, all that stuff who I felt judgment from, or uh, I'd, I'd say like just judgment from them, which has made me feel like shit or made me feel like I need to change something in that sense. So of course I had this little relapse breakdown moment where I was like, ah, fuck sakes. Why? Like, and I felt like shit. I was literally like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I'm not even kidding. I had this fucking breakdown where I was like, I'm not doing this. And then I was messaging my friends and I was like, not freaking out more, just a little bit frantic. I was like, fucking all these fucking people that I hate are viewing my story. And it's making me feel like shit because like, and they were all like, Brock, you fucking said you were doing this for the complete opposite reason of what you're talking about right now. Like you literally said you were doing this to prove to yourself that you were doing this for yourself and no one else. And they were so right. <laughs> like they were right. That's exactly what I said to them. I was like, you know what? I'm doing this for me. If I talk about something that's not interesting to anyone else, it's not my problem. Talking about what I want to talk about, doing what I want to do, making what I want to make. And I stand by that. It's just that these things take time to get through and process and all the bullshit. That sounds that sounded so fucking cheesy, but you'd get what I'm trying to say, right? How I was like a little bit frantic and triggered by the whole situation. And it kind of ruined the excitement for me because I was like, oh, it just kind of killed the vibe because it was like, I wanted people, I only wanted people to like be involved with the, with the whole launch and everything that. I feel supported by and like, whereas the people that were seeing it were people that I weren't excited for them to see it because I wanted to share this with people that I know will listen to it and actually take something away from it and not people that will listen to it and like walk away with some fucking judgment or misperception of me or some shit. 
looking back on the other day when I was having like these little, this little breakdown and I'm not even kidding. It went for like <laughs> two days. Actually it went over. Okay. So it was last Wednesday, episode one came out and then Wednesday and Thursday were fine ish. Actually, no, Thursday was when I started having a breakdown. Then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I was full like reconsidering everything. I was having second thoughts, like maybe I shouldn't do this, but now I've chilled. So it's all good, guys. The podcast is continuing. I was just having a breakdown for a moment there. It's perfectly fine. Be proud of me because this is the first time I've never based whether or not I do something off engagement. I actually only looked at analytics once, which was I think it was like two days after the launch and I looked at it and honestly, I was surprised. I was not disappointed at all. And the only other time I looked at anything to do with statistics or anything was podcast charts, which I found out that my podcast was, it debuted at number 71 on the Australian personal journals genre charts on Apple podcast, which is insane. So I just was, I was not disappointed by anything. It was literally just, I was having second thoughts and reconsidering because of the judgment of other people. And so that's what I want to talk about today, because for a really long time, I've based everything I've done, not just on engagement, if we're talking about like content and YouTube specifically, but if we're talking about me in general, I very much, because I'm such a people pleaser, I have the tendency to, if somebody gives me like feedback or or something, or will make a comment towards me that I feel is in the slightest directed at me in like a negative way, I will instantly like change myself to suit that perception that they have of me. Today's inquiry question is, have you ever created a false perception of yourself to please the judgment of others slash specific groups of people? And I'm going to break this down into two different sections slash factors when I'm talking about this um it was there's kind of two sides of it for me because essentially I have but I've still had throughout all of it I've had this I don't give a fuck mentality towards what everyone else says but it was so false it was like someone would say something to me and I'd be like I don't give a fuck your opinion's fucking irrelevant and I'd act unbothered but I was so fucking bothered by what anybody had said So the first thing we're going to break this into, we're going to talk about YouTube, for example. This was like the biggest one for me. Let's start off with audience retention. And as I said, this is relevant to YouTube. Audience retention is essentially the the statistics. When you, when you make a video and you post it a couple of days later, you get your analytics back and your like video report or whatever, and you get a video retention watch time thing, which basically shows you how much of a video people have watched. And the parts where they drop off or the parts where like people stop watching, where it gets boring, all that kind of stuff. So say, for example, if you post a 16 minute video and people are dropping off at two minutes, like at two minutes, there's only 12% of viewers still watching, then essentially your video is fucking trash is what I'm trying to say. And the thing is with this is that for the longest time, I didn't know that this existed up until like 2019-ish. And that's when I started realizing that it was actually important to the video. If you Okay, so if you're a 14, 13-year-old, right, and you're putting hours and hours and hours and hours into a fucking YouTube video that's like, say, 12 minutes long, and you're doing this on top of school and everything else that's going on, you're spending all this time, and then you're putting it out and getting like 80 views, 
And of course, everyone's always like, oh, I don't care about engagement, blah, blah, blah. And I was like that. I was like, oh, I don't care if I get 100 views. I don't care if I get 20 views. Anything's good. But I gave so many fucks because it's discouraging. Is discouraging a word? I think it is. It's discouraging to put all that effort in and then get nothing in return. So then what do you do? Natural instinct. Google. How do I increase YouTube engagement? How do I get a thousand my first thousand subscribers and shit like that? And there's all these advice channels that come up and they tell you in order to get more subscribers, in order to get more engagement, and in order to get that YouTube algorithm to favor your content, you need to increase your, your audience retention. So in every video, you need to use jump cuts. You need to cut out all the boring parts. You need to only put the most interesting bits in the video. And then they feed this whole narrative to every single person that's searching this. And the thing is, is that that many people are trying to get famous on YouTube these days and get famous on all these platforms, that these people are making videos, giving, in quotes, advice, unquote, don't listen to any of this shit if you are in this position. These people feed this whole thing of, Trick the YouTube algorithm into favoring your content. Trick this into getting your content more views and all this shit. So make sure that your retention is good. Because if your retention's good, the algorithm recommends it. If the algorithm recommends it, you get high engagement. If you get high engagement, it's more encouraging for you to keep going. Because you're actually getting somewhere with what you want. So then when you make something where there is bad engagement, you look at that and then you look at the retention... And the retention's low. And you go, oh, I can't do that ever again. Because then if I do that, I'm going to do it again. There's going to be bad engagement. It's not going to do good. So I need to change shit up. I need to do something different. I need to be taking out more of the boring parts. I need to take, I need to edit it more. I need to put in more jump cuts. There needs to be more relatable, quirky little edits and shit in it. It's this whole cycle of, taking apart every single little thing to please the person who's watching it. But essentially, at the end of all of that, it comes back to, it's just going to keep going down this funnel of constantly being filtered down and filtered down and filtered down to the point where you're going to feel more or less unmotivated, burnt out, hate doing it. And that's the case for me. I haven't necessarily stopped with YouTube. It's more so just that it's very toxic on YouTube now to continue doing it. Um, I think TikTok's just a lot easier. It's a lot easier to get the engagement for a lot shorter videos, which are a lot less effort. And I like to put a lot of effort into things, but it's a lot more encouraging. And that contradicts exactly what I just said about, you know, not being discouraged by engagement. But I kind of don't have the energy to be putting somewhere like creatively when I could be directing that energy somewhere else creatively. And that is TikTok. What I did from all these years and years of YouTube is I created, in quotations, an internet personality, unquote. And that's ironic to the fact that, you know, YouTubers call themselves internet personalities. I mean, this in a sarcastic way. Internet personality in the sense of the version of me that's me, but the version of me that's been refined to every single comment that's been made and every single piece of feedback, every single moment of boringness in a video 
that's been cut out to make this internet personality that people will enjoy more. An example of someone who does this, actually, I don't have examples. I don't have examples. I'm sorry. I don't have a fucking example. But essentially, most creators do this. They have a version they're putting on the internet because essentially they have the opportunity and the power from what they're creating to control the perception that everybody has of them. Because if there's a million people watching a video, that's a million people. They get to create this 17 minute video convincing them that they live this specific lifestyle. Essentially, what I'm trying to say is RIP to the internet personality that I created. I'm no longer pleasing the audience. I'm no longer trying to entertain an audience. My goal is simply to creatively post or make what is fulfilling for me. And if people enjoy it, enjoy it, they'll come. If people don't enjoy it, they'll block me or leave a fucking hate comment. I don't care. That shit's funny to me. Hate comments are actually so funny, honestly. I've had a couple in my time. Quite a few. You know what? There were so many at the beginning, actually, which is funny because I had like, what, 70 subscribers, right? And somebody's commenting, you need to get a gym pass. And I was like, bitch, I'm fucking like 11 years old. What the fuck is your problem? I also did get a death threat once, which was pretty funny. That essentially said, if I ever see you on the stream, I'm going to fucking shoot you or some shit. And I was like, whoa, Jesus, Jesus. We need to take a step back and realize it is not that fucking deep. It is not that fucking deep. Let's, let's take a deep breath. And out. When I was breathing in, it sounded so fucking nasally. The other thing for me was peer perception. And so you could imagine having this internet personality posting this video that's not necessarily me, but a version of me that's curated for the camera. And then peers watching that and, you know, not being assholes about it, but essentially it's awkward for me because they're watching that. And then me in person being unfiltered and just me being a completely different person to that. It's a little bit awkward for, you know, a friend to sit there and go, oh, I really want to watch a new video. We should watch it right now. And I'm like, oh, can we not? Can we not do that? Why the fuck do you want to watch it? You can do that in your own time. And that comes from solely the fact that I didn't want to watch me faking some stupid bullshit and being, you know, internet personality Brock when I was sitting there myself. Because then it's essentially people compare a lot. So if they're watching me on their fucking device and I'm all bubbly like, hey guys, welcome back to my channel. Today we're going to be talking about, and then I'm sitting there and I'm just like not saying anything, just real quiet and chill, like as I am. I'm I'm extra I'm introverted but extroverted around it depends who I'm around like around my friends extroverted to the sen- to the extent of our humor and like how we are as friends you get what I'm saying but in these situations where I'm on the like on fucking camera and I'm like when there's somebody that has a perception of you from watching you on a video where you're a completely different person and then in real life you're having a physical in person interaction with them it's very fucking awkward. You know that that person's comparing you and you know that they can easily tell that you're a completely different person in real life. And then it just feels a little bit embarrassing because it's like you, you, they can see through the bullshit. They can see through the fact that you're putting on this whole persona and then you're just really dry and dull in person kind of thing. That was a little bit insulting to myself, but it's okay because I agree. 
like compared to the little fucking internet personality, I was pretty dull, dry. And I'll say that honestly. <laughs> this essentially led to some social anxiety. Um, and I don't want to make shit get sound really deep and depressing and like, oh my God, feel bad for me. That's not what I'm trying to do. After I, this had all happened, and I, it's only now that I've kind of been able to look back on all of this and pick these things apart to have these realizations. But in the moment, it felt very much like because I was being compared between these two, these two uh, personas, if you will, I guess, or perceptions of me. Bro, bro. Who cares? Who cares? If you have a question or need advice, or you just want to talk shit about a friend, you can go to the link in my Instagram bio and you can send some submissions in for the podcast, for this segment, Bro Who Cares. Angelica says, the feeling like you need the validation from everyone, even if they are complete strangers. Oh my God. Felt. This is exactly so relevant to this fucking episode. And I, I love that each time I've asked for submissions, all the fucking submissions are so perfectly in line with the theme of what I want to talk about. It's, you are incredible. I personally have always been in the mindset of that I didn't need validation from strangers, which I still stick by that statement in a way. Although, as I said, reflecting on all these situations and like things that have happened over the past few years or whatever the fuck, I'd say that I did very much rely on validation from strangers. I put everything that I wanted out of the way in order to please everybody else. It goes for pretty much everything in my life. What I seen the other day was really relevant to this. It was a one of those like, we are not really strangers TikTok real clip things. It said, it's important to find people who make you realize there's nothing wrong with being who you are. Oh my God, so inspirational. I don't understand. My computer keeps making these fucking weird sounds. I paid $2,500 for this motherfucker to sit there and light up randomly mid-conversation and make random fucking sounds. Anyway, I think for the most part, you have to be willing to give your full and purest self before you jump to the conclusion of, I can't be, I can't be myself around this person. I cannot be authentic around this group of people or I'm a different person around these people because I think it comes back to yourself and you have to take self-accountability and your own accountability for the fact that you have to give, you have to be able to be willing to give enough of yourself before you decide that you are around the wrong people. You have to test the waters first before you absolutely 100% know. I think it comes down to a matter of a lot of self-reflection with everything. Personally, I had stopped making YouTube videos in um, the end of 2019. So then I took the time to like reevaluate, to like go back to the drawing board because I was so unmotivated. And 2019 was kind of, that was the time period where I had first started to like see some success on YouTube. And that was because I was doing all these things to like boost my engagement and all that stuff. And I took that time to instead make a little business thing. It was called the BV studio. And it was basically like a little creative project I did to work with people on like a little creative, like video editing stuff and selling Lightroom presets and all that kind of fun stuff. And that was good because that was the first time I got to create stuff without the expectation of like 
having to create it to please other people. It was more me creating stuff and then being able to post it. And so that this whole little business project thing really helped because I was self-reflecting on everything. And then 2021 came around. That was when I kind of hit TikTok. And TikTok was really, really exciting because I started off talking about posting a lot of like Sabrina Carpenter things, not to, not to fucking bring up Sabrina Carpenter again, but it was during the driver's license drama shit. I uh, posted a lot of stuff about Sabrina and I love talking about Sabrina. I could talk about Sabrina for fucking days, like as I will on this podcast. And that was exciting because I would post a video being like, oh my God, guys, Sabrina Carpenter's new single, Skin. She's talking, she's, there's tea. And then that would get like 300,000 likes. And I was like, oh, (gasps) what the fuck? What the fuck? But then essentially that led to me obviously craving the engagement that I was getting. So instead of talking about things that I want to talk about, I started making videos about like trendy shit and all that stuff. That's a whole different topic. I don't really want to talk. Jesus Christ. I don't really want to talk about that right now because it's kind of irrelevant, but essentially, uh, that was just a whole process of me going down the path of craving engagement again and making stuff that I didn't want to make for other people for the engagement. Whereas now I've now reflected back on that, even the whole TikTok stuff. And of course I love posting a video that gets 300,000 views. But what I don't love is when that video gets 300,000 views but then the next video I post is like a vlog of my daily life that I think is interesting or like me talking about something I think is interesting and that gets 10 likes. That's discouraging because it's like, all right, well, maybe I'll just go back to making the other content. Now I'm at a point where I'm just posting TikTok vlogs because it's essentially me posting stuff from my life. And if people enjoy it, if people want to consume it, they consume it. If they want to follow, they can follow. My main takeaway from this is you are only responsible for the person you decide to let other people see. Any from Anything from there on out is none of your problem. You have to be willing to give 100% of yourself. And then from there, if they want to hate you, if they want to talk shit about you, if they want to love you, if they want to fucking tell everyone that spread the most biggest bullshit in the world about you, that's their problem. You're not responsible for that. And I seen this TikTok, which I thought was really interesting yesterday. It said, I really don't agree with the whole, in quotations, giving people the same energy they give me thing. I think you should give people your pure, truest energy, the realest version of you. And if they don't appreciate that, then you have all the rights to walk away. Why would you even lower yourself just because they are low? And this is true because whether it is because they, somebody's giving you low energy or if because you feel judgment from someone or whatever the fuck it is, give your 100% self. And if they walk away not giving the same energy or if they feel a different way about things or if they have a different perception or judgment of you, not your responsibility, not your problem, not your problem in the slightest. That is just simply a sign for you to walk away and cut them off. I'm glad I am putting this all on the table now because this is... I don't want to say this is a part two to the first episode. I think this is more like setting the tone for the rest of what's to come kind of thing. 
but essentially we're going to be building off this idea more and the journey to just becoming the realest motherfuckers to exist. Please leave a review on Apple Podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcast, if you're not, download Apple Podcast right now and leave a review or else I'm literally going to come to your house and force you to do. <laughs> Thank you for listening. That's all I have to say. See you next Wednesday. Yeah. All right. Bye.